from the Neighborhood Church. To find out more about who we are, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. How's it going, everybody? Good, good. Uh, Nikki wanted to introduce me, but I think I've done this enough times that I guess I, I don't know, maybe I do. I'm Mike. Um, I've been here doing this kind of stuff with Chris and Nikki for, um, what year is it? 2022. How old am I? I have to do the math. Like 13 years, 14 years now. So um, they just have me come on here and once in a while and and uh, give my two cents, which sometimes adds up to something, sometimes it doesn't. But um, I'm excited to talk about what I'm going to do or talk about today. Uh, out of all the times that I've spoken here, I had the most fun writing this. And I don't know, it, it's, it's going to be short and to the point, hopefully. Um, it's a nice day. I want to get out of here. I know you all want to get out of here. There's other stuff we want to do. So... Um, I'll kind of get to it, but also that I actually the disclaimer is I don't know if that's true because it depends on how much I rant and how much I geek out today on some of the stuff I'm going to talk about. So um, we will see. But anyway, that's who I am. Been doing this a while and uh, excited to do it. So um, uh, ooh, maybe about a year ago, I had given a message when actually, I think it was the first time that I spoke here. Chris had asked me to talk about grief. I had done a number of uh, classes and small groups here on grief, and this was even before COVID, just during a time where um, I had been through a lot of loss. There was a lot of people around here that were going through loss and hard things, and so um, it was just, it, it was a message that I gave, and I really enjoyed that message. And back then, uh, I had promised that I would do a second part to that. Well, I think I've done like four or five messages since then, and I haven't done that. So today will kind of be uh, an extension of what I was talking about with grief. And more so, this came about because uh, just lately, I have been doing, or me and people in my life have been doing a lot of thinking about grief. And when I say grief, I mean grief, pain, frustration, um, and that can be internally with friends, with family, uh, but a lot of it has been sparked by just kind of the state of the world, or the perceived state of the world, I should say. And I don't know, maybe some of you are like me, um, but I see a lot of um, just popular culture right now in the news, in social media, in the media, and just when I'm hearing people at work talk or friends at their work talk, there's just a lot of negativity right now and a lot of sad things. So maybe not necessarily neg negative, but a lot of things that are really hurtful to a lot of people. And this has been going on for a while. And, um, you know, I think of things like um, COVID, like we're still going through that. But there was a lot of negative connotations around COVID. Then we had an election year and there was a lot of negativity on both sides with that. Um, you know, uh, the murder of George Floyd really showed us and remi or mind reminded us, not showed us, definitely didn't show us, but reminded us of how much in, in events following, how much inequities there are for people of color. 
Um, we've seen a lot of inequity and hate for the LGBTQIA2S community recently. Um, women's right, climate change, mass shootings. I mean, you name it, that's just a start of like all this stuff that's kind of flowing through. And, you know, I catch myself and I've caught myself recently, even uh, and with my own struggles, being like, so what's the point? Like what? <laughs> like we're not going anywhere as a, as a people. We're doomed. Like it, it, this is what I'm thinking. Like what? what's what's the point? Like why do I go to work? What? Like why do I even try to do good things? And I know that, and I we all know that we go through these thoughts. These aren't actually what I think, but these are the thoughts that I'm thinking more and more on a regular basis. And to the point of it's like, do I even want to bring kids into this world? Do I even want to... Do I even want to branch out and make more friends? Because what's the point? They are just going to hurt me or they're going to believe something different or they're going to, you know, something bad's going to happen to them. And so um, I caught myself in doing all this. I didn't like to be in this place. So I did what, I, what Mike does and he just sits and thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks. And um, sometimes that goes really bad. But sometimes when you hit a breaking point, it goes towards good. So in my thinking... Um, I started reaching out to people, started listening and learning to people and revisiting lessons that I've learned from people in the past in this area. It's like, okay, where can I find, where can we find good happiness in the midst of all this grief? And, and how do I do that, right? Not just where is happiness, um, not just like, hey, do I go look at a rainbow or go for a walk? It's like, yeah, but how do I, how do I practically do that? So that's kind of what I want to dive into today. Um, kind of this this uh, idea that I came up with um, that was kind of influenced by a number of teachers and um, just religious leaders that I um, listen to or read. And I want to share that with you guys today. It's just some of the stuff that I'm learning and going through um, and trying to remind myself of. Definitely not an expert at it, um, but then in just kind of inviting you folks into it. So um, I've already kind of started talking about grief and loss, so I'll, I'll start there again. Um, you know, I don't need to repeat uh, just kind of the negativities going on. And, and none of those categories that I talked about, you know, whether or not you identify with any of those or even, um, or even believe in those or, um, or side with those issues, I think we can all admit that there is just a lot of stuff going on um, or, or is perceived to be going on that is negative. There's just a lot of negativity right now. So wherever you fall on the spectrum, I think we can all um, agree to that. And then... So as I think of that, something that um, is I think of the world, one other thing that I wanted to bring into it is like your personal life. Okay, so maybe you don't actually identify with any of that. Okay, well, let's bring it to your personal life. Maybe it's both and. Uh, as I was writing this message, it's kind of interesting, or may, actually it was probably <laughs> subconsciously sparked by this, but I think of uh, yesterday was uh, the seven-year anniversary, seven, right, or six, Seven, seven-year anniversary of my mom passing, um, being taken away from us pretty soon or pretty suddenly from cancer, and um, and that just being a big trigger point for me because up until then, our family and myself had like really not experienced a lot of grief. We were we were pretty privileged and pretty, um, I would I don't know if lucky is the right word, but just nothing really bad happened to me in my life, not, nothing big. And so that was a big eye-opener of, of grief. So around this time every year, that stuff starts to come up. And then I start to think about other things that are going on, other things that have gone bad for me. I think about my personal beliefs. I think about just 
being um, a young man that's not white in the in this world, and then I start to think about like what that entails, and so I just caught myself spiraling. So with with uh, the reason I talk about that is it's it's worth all of us right now, kind of as we're thinking about you know where do we stand on our views of the world, but then also like what's going on inside of you, because that's going to be really helpful for what we're going to do today. On um, where are you experiencing pain? Where are you experiencing grief and loss right now? Um, frustration or anger? And kind of, um, and kind of sticking with that, and, and I'll tell you why that's important here in a second. So, um, either way, I think we can all uh, agree that there's just we can focus on some sort of pain, or that there is some sort of negativity going on right now. Now, the one thing I want to do is I move into the next part. So now we've kind of talked about grief and loss and what that is. Um, what I want to get into is kind of the main message here is how we can let go. So now that we've got that, how we can let go, how we can do that, and how we can actually find joy and happiness through that. And so, but I, I'm going to be saying let go quite a bit, but I want to preface this with, um, when I say let go of pain and loss, there's kind of like this spectrum, right? Where either you're on one side where it's, man, the world's just a terrible place. Everything sucks. I hate it. And you get stuck over there. There's no good. Or you're like, the world is great, I love it, and this is fantastic. But as, as you look at that, it's like, well, wait a minute. There's, there's an in-between, but if you're, let me restate that. Like, when I'm in my low place, I look at other people that are happy, and I'm like, how are you so happy in a bad world? You know those people that are like, always smiling, and yeah, life's great. And I get into this place, I'm like, you're, you're, just, you're just ignorant or you're, just, you're neglecting what's going on. And, and that's the only reason that you're happy. And honestly, sometimes that's true. And sadly, that is true. There are plenty of people. I've been one of those people. I was one of those people for a lot of my life where life was fantastic because I was just pretending bad things, inequities, um, mistreatment of people, and, and the state of the world didn't exist. Oh, no, that doesn't exist because I didn't want to face that, right? So we can both say that that's unhealthy, but it's also unhealthy to be in a completely pessimistic, dire place. So how do we find right in the middle? And that is where I'm learning from people, people that are right in the middle, that are happy, but also saying, yes, these kind of inequities exist. And I've got a couple of really good teachers in my life that are always bubbly. And I'm like, how are you so happy? Because I know you're not ignorant, because I know you're doing this, so teach me about that. And so not only do I have some good teachers in my life that have taught me about that, but also um, some people that I'll share with you. Actually, probably just one or two people that I'll share. So anyway, let's move into letting go. So letting go, easier said than done. Actually, I was going <laughs> to, I had this idea of like saying, I got a great poem for letting go. And I was going to read it all lavish. And I was just going to, uh, in poem form, read Let It Go from Frozen. And, <laughs> and that was going to be a big hit. And I totally forgot to put it in there. And I was going to be like, but anyway, so let it go. Much easier said than done, right? And um, so as I've started to learn about letting go, um, I've had some people in my life recently say, like, man, you really let go of things really quick. How have you done that? I'm like, well, geez, I don't know. Let me think about it. Um, so as I've started to see how I've been able to let go, um, I also realize that I'm not very good at it sometimes, too. So I've learned from some folks, I've, uh, you know, obviously the Bible is uh, a fantastic teacher as well. And so the first step in our journey today in, in letting go is first we have to embrace the problem. And we've already kind of been talking about this, right? We have to acknowledge that there is 
bad out there, that things are happening, right? We, we, we have to start there because if we're not doing that, um, somebody once said to me that if we're not acknowledging real or if we're not acknowledging the truth, then we're not even living in reality. We're, and, and you can't solve a problem if you're not living in that reality. So unfortunately, we started at a low place at a dark place on we have to lift our heads up and say, yep, there is bad things in this world. There are bad things that are happening to people. People are suffering I'm suffering. People are going through hurt. That is happening. And that's really scary to do because then now we're in a vulnerable state. So what do we do with that? Um, I'll get to that in a second. But first I wanted to say um, that as we embrace that problem, as we embrace that pain, the best thing to do is um, to continue to practice that. So we acknowledge the problem but we don't do it just one time. So don't just do it today. Don't just do it when you leave here saying, yeah, the world's a crappy place and move on. This is something that we need to practice. And that's going to be kind of a theme. I'm going to continue to say that, um, that we need to practice this. We need to practice on a regular basis saying, yes, there is bad things happening within me. There are hurt things happening with me. I am feeling hurt. The world is in a bad place in this area, in this area, in this area. Um, we need to call that out. And we need to embrace that and practice that. And uh, Father Richard Rohr said it really, really well, I think. And he said, if you don't practice it ahead of time, talking about pain and, um, and, and letting go, he said, if you don't practice it ahead of time, if we have an attitude of this shouldn't be happening to me, we begin to feel entitled, which leads to misery. This is the great American condition. And what he's talking about there is if we're not acknowledging the pain on a regular basis, like I said, we're, our first thing is to embrace it, to acknowledge it. If we're not doing that and practicing that on a regular basis, we become to feel we we begin to feel entitled. Like he said, like well, then pain should never happen to me because we're pretending like it doesn't exist, and then we get, we're walking around on our high horse. Yeah, pain never happens. It doesn't happen to me. It shouldn't ever happen to me because in your brain. I'm pretending like it doesn't happen, but that's not true. We all know that that's not true. Pain is there. It, it, it's, it's in our face, so we have to practice acknowledging that. So I love when, uh, the way that Roar puts that. Um, also, the Bible is a fantastic source. When you're looking at it from, from this lens, through this theme, um, there's just countless stories of embracing your current situation, but also moving through it. The Bible teaches us, Jesus teaches us not to run from anything. I mean, I don't think there's a single part in the Bible that says, yeah, when there's problems, don't acknowledge it and run the other way. Like I actually looked just to see, I couldn't find anything, right? Like it just, it doesn't exist besides like the prodigal son, but that's obviously a story of him running away and that's the wrong thing to do, you know? Um, but it, it's just, um, we're, we're taught to not run, but to embrace, bring God into that with us and move forward. So this idea that I have of embracing is not crazy. Like this is like very well taught of we, our first step is to embrace it and move forward, you know, using God's help. Why do we do this? Um, so anyway, that's step one. So now as we're embracing it, okay, we're sitting there. This kind of sucks, right? We're embracing the world sucks. Like I said, we don't want to sit there. We don't want to sit in a place of everything is bad. We need to move on from that, Right. So the next part would be letting go. 
that's where this is this is key. We need to start to practice letting go. And um, I can't get frozen out of my head now. Jeez. So, um, but also, it's like, why do we let go? Why can't we just sit there? Because if we don't, dwelling in this is death. Um, and also, the Bible and many other sources teach us about letting go and why we must do this. So, um, honestly, I could have based this whole message out of the book of Philippians, um, or really kind of any of Paul's story, but Philippians is my favorite. So, I just want to read a piece out of Philippians today that, uh, how do I... There. Um, because Paul's story is just that. Paul is going through a ton of persecution. Um, but uh, so many of his letters and just his examples are, um, but, there's so much but. Like, I'm experiencing this, this, and this, but I'm moving through it. But, brothers and sisters, we can move through it. We can, we can let go. And so I'm going to read out of Philippians 4 here. And starting at verse 6, and uh, so he's in prison right now um, writing a letter, and he says this. Celebrate, well, actually, I'm going to start at verse 4. Why not? <clears throat> Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. And here's where, I mean, it's all good, but here's kind of where I want to focus. Do not fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ dis uh, displaces worry at the center of your life. And he, con he kind of continues, honestly, through the whole book of Philippians, he kind of continues through that, um, that idea of letting go, bringing Christ in, letting go, moving forward. And, and so, again, this idea of, you know, we've seen that obviously we need to embrace, we need to practice that. Now we need to let go. That's obviously the next step. We've read it. We've talked about it. The next step is starting to let go. But that's also easier said than done. So, um, but I think of other examples, too, within the Bible um, uh, of letting go and why we need to do this. And now we're going to start to transition to what letting go actually does for us. Um, and, and I just, I, I could sit here and read the entire story of Jesus's life, the death and the resurrection. But instead, I'll just say that. Because it, when we think of that story, we think of, especially leading up to Jesus's death, we see him going through constant suffering constant suffering, 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 then there's that marked point of death, but that's not it. It's not sitting in death. It's not sitting and dwelling in our pain, in our grief, but there's the resurrection, right? In Christianity, that is like, a, that is like the pinnacle of Christianity right there is the resurrection. That's what sets it apart. And I love that. Whether, whether or not you identify with Christianity, that story is pretty cool. Like, and even that allegory for like what we're talking about today is fantastic of this suffering, death, but then there's the resurrection and new life after that. And, and so that's just a particular part in the Bible that I'm really drawn to um, because there is that idea of not staying there, but letting go, letting go of death. And moving on, moving forward, moving into a new life. 
Um, and then I, I think it's really cool because I'm going to use Richard Rohr again. And I actually might use him two more times, but I, I just love this guy. So he says, people who practice letting go are the happy ones. Life does not disappoint them. So again, this idea, and that's so good, like letting go, letting go, letting go. Anyway, I'll stop dwelling and letting go. But I do want to talk about something that, again, I might geek out on a little bit. So this idea of acknowledging the pain, right? We're there. Acknowledging the pain. We're practicing acknowledging it. Then we're practicing letting go. And we're seeing why that's important. And a great example that I want to use for this um, is my favorite character in the Marvel Universe, Thor. Uh, and I, and it's just, it's perfect that the, the newest Thor movie just came out because I mean, it is no spoilers. I, this movie actually really doesn't have anything to do with what I'm talking about, but if you know Thor's journey up till this point, he, it's like tragedy, right? Like actually the first two Thor movies are really kind of based in like, um, Shakespearean tragedy and, um, but his story is just constantly losing, whether losing battles or losing. Uh, and he's the strongest out of all of them, but constantly losing. And that's why I love it. He is by far the strongest Avenger. Well, not anymore, but no spoilers. Um, if, if you haven't seen Endgame or Infinity War at this point, that's on you. So, um, But anyway, Thor is just this god, right? This god that is so strong. But through every movie, he loses something or he loses somebody, and he has to work through that. And then he's up on top, and yes, I, I came through that, and then he loses somebody else, or he loses another battle, or he loses something else, and he's got to come up again. And there's this awesome moment in one of the movies where he just, like, is breaking down and crying to, like, one of the most comedic characters, but it's just, like, he's he's been bottling it up for so long, but he's, like... He's like, what else can I stand to lose? And, uh, and Rocket says, well, I could stand to lose some more, so like, get off your butt because like, you're not the only person that's being affected here. But I just, if you know that story, I, I just really like looking at the same example of the story of Thor of like, you, you as the, him as this hero can't just sit and wallow in this. He has to acknowledge, yes, I've lost. What am I going to do for, what am I going to do about it? And I have to let go and move forward. So now, um, now that we've talked about letting go, now let's kind of talk about the, the fun part of this and, and where I'm, where I really want to hit home today is, um, you know, when I'm talking about letting go, I really, I really don't want you to hear me wrong that, um, I'm not saying we need to let go of that. There are problems in the world, like, cause we can't do that, right? We've already said we have to acknowledge that. What I'm, what I'm talking about is we have to let go of the pain that those problems cause us and the pain that we feel from those we have to we have to let go of things that have hurt us we don't have to let go that there are things out there hurting but the pain that it inflicts upon us you see the difference there like we have to acknowledge that there's pain out there but we can practice letting go of the pain that it causes us so as we do that we're still kind of in a in in, in a dark place right we're still in a dark place of if we're practicing letting go hey, I'm letting go of that pain. But right there, there's not, I mean, there's a little instant gratification, but not much. So what do we do? Like, what's the next step? How do we, how do we practice this? Oh, just said it. We practice this. So we practice embracing it. We practice letting go. We practice letting go over and over and over again. Like, there's this cycle, right? So we start at the top. There's pain. We acknowledge it. 
okay, I'm acknowledging it. Now I'm practicing acknowledging it, which is getting me to let go. Now I'm practicing letting go, which leads me to, as you're starting to do that, what I've noticed and what I've learned from teachers, as you're practicing this day in and day out, whether it be an argument with, um, with your friends or with your family or whether it's something hurtful that somebody said to you or whether it's you dwelling on the pain of a specific political situation going on, if you're able to let go of that pain and say, I'm not going to let that pain affect me, if you're doing that day in and day out, what starts to happen is you're just subconsciously able to start seeing beauty. And there it is. That's the next step, is seeing beauty and, and being able to live in this world. Because I don't know, again, if you're like me, I have so much of a hard time seeing good things, dwelling on beauty and, and soaking that in. And that is where I've been stuck in this place of, man, the world is a bad place, bad things are happening, nothing's good. And I'm like, I don't want that because I know there's beauty out there. Ah, now as I've practiced acknowledging, now as I've practiced letting go, now I can start to practice seeing beauty because it's first of all happening naturally. That's the first step. It happens naturally because we're letting go. And if we're letting go, a lot, if we're letting go of pain, it's allowing that opening for beauty to come in because pain is kind of putting up that gate that's not allowing beauty. So now as we're starting to acknowledge beauty, the final step is now we start to practice that. As soon as you see something beautiful, Man, those flowers are beautiful out there. Practice that. Practice what am I grateful for? What is beautiful? You begin to practice that over and over and over again. And it's this repetition that I've been talking about. You practice acknowledge. You practice letting go. Then you practice acknowledging the beauty. And, and it's just this, this cycle. And then it doesn't stop there. Because if we get stuck in this, then we're back at that point where, like I talked about in the beginning, the people that are just happy all the time and nothing's wrong, so we have to now, the final piece is acknowledge that there's going to be pain again. It's going to come full circle. But we're ready for it this time. We're ready for acknowledging the pain. We're, we're ready for letting it go. We're ready for embracing beauty. We're ready for pain again. And it's just this revolving circle that, um, and that's the point that I'm really excited about is, as I was really pulling together the teachings of this, I'm like, that's so true. And now I have the answer of how do I see beauty in a world that is so broken? Because I can both acknowledge that there's pain in this world and I can see the beauty within it when I've, when I've been practicing this cycle. It, 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 oh, man. And so that's kind of where, um, honestly, I'm going to kind of um, end today. But I'm going to end with a, a couple things that are, that are pretty cool. Um, another quote by Richard Rohr. Sorry. I, man, I was going to promise that I won't use him next time. But I can't do that. Um, but so... Richard Rohr says, influenced by the teachings of Jesus, he, he says, the art of letting go is living in the present. I talked to last time about Eckhart, uh, Eckhart Tolle, how he talks about so much about living in the present. Jesus, the Bible talks about living in the present. Again, that's how we can continue to practice. We can live in the present. We can practice that. And by living in the present, we can acknowledge that there's um, that next step, that there is going to be pain. And um, so now we're starting to see the beauty of life. And then, um, <laughs> and then I'll use another Avengers quote. Um, ah, man, I just love the, I love Marvel movies. So, um, and, and I'll kind of end with two quotes here. But this quote is so good. This is in the second Avengers movie. They had just, um, again, spoilers, I don't care. Because if you haven't seen the second Avengers movie by this point, oh, man. 
So in the second Avengers movie, they had just defeated Ultron, which is this basically computer system that uh, was made to be perfect, to perfect life. And in Ultron's opinion, to perfect life was to wipe out human existence because human existence is imperfect. So the Avengers fight against this and are like, nope, we're not going to let that life is still beautiful. Same kind of thing we're talking about. So anyway, at the very end, there's one character that comes face to face with the last part of this computer program of Ultron. And Ultron is saying to this hero, why do you fight for them? They, they're doomed. The human race is doomed because they're so consumed by this, this, and this. And the hero acknowledges that and says, that's true. And, or actually, the, the line goes, that may be, but a thing is not beautiful because it lasts. And that's, and that's so cool and that's so true um, because life is really hard. Like we talked about today, life is hard. Life is difficult. But that's also what makes life beautiful. Like I, I talked about that circle that we have. It, it's through that that we can, it's through that hardships that we can see the beauty and live through that. And so I end with this. To see the beauty fully, we need to embrace and move through the ugly. If we acknowledge the world is a broken place, but also full of beautiful things, we can both face reality without ignorance while admiring the beauty that life holds. So that's where I end today, folks. And um, and I just kind of thank you for going on that journey with me. And I, I know that, again, it, it is really hard, but um, that just gives me a lot of hope when, when I've been learning from teachers um, because I've just been a guy lately that is like, man, nope, there's there's nothing beautiful. But I personally, for the first time in a while, have had some hope of like, ah, maybe I can see some more beauty and some things that are good in this world. So anyway, thanks for coming to Neighborhood. I think that's kind of the outro. Nikki, do you have anything else? All right. Well, thanks for coming. I promised that'd be short, but I think I made it in like 25 minutes. That's probably my shortest ever. So get out there and enjoy the day, guys. It's going to be beautiful. Thanks for coming.